My name is Tina Conrad, aka DJ Breast Cancer, and this is a podcast on journeys through breast cancer. It is also about those making a difference in the world of cancer, primarily breast cancer. My mission is to inspire hope, help one person every day. Consider it like a girlfriend's guide to breast cancer. It's where inspiration meets expectation, where reality meets dreams. Together with my guests, we will share Tina tips on getting through a cancer diagnosis and discussing the highs and lows and what life after cancer looks like. It's about the sisterhood of breast cancer and how sharing our stories and our individual actions can inspire change, can support others, and share light and love. This podcast is inspired by a shining light, my dear friend and pink sister, Sandy Clausen. She passed away in July of 2018 after a recurrence of breast cancer, and she never gave up fighting. Season two is dedicated to Jan Krause, a pink sister and friend to my mom and I. She passed away in April of 2019. She was a gentle, kind, and positive, loving woman. She was a wife, a mother, and a grandmother. I truly hope in my lifetime that our voices create research dollars to fight for a future with innovative treatments that can cure cancer. It is my hope that my goddaughters live in a world where pink ribbons are for prom and weddings, not for a horrible disease. And until that time, I will not stop. And to all my pink sisters out there, I am sending you my love, positivity, and holding your hand. Welcome to DJ Breast Cancer Season 2. It is Tina Conrad, a.k.a. DJ Breast Cancer, and I am here with a lovely friend of mine, Sue Billion. She was my Live Strong instructor. Um, she is amazing, and I am very, very excited to talk to her today. Um, so not only is she a Live Strong instructor, she is a personal trainer, a wellness coach, a group exercise instructor, and so many certifications and <laughs> mad knowledge of muscles um, that we will get into today. But um, the Live Strong program was so amazing for me um, just coming out of winter, and I'm excited to introduce her and have her talk a little bit about herself. Welcome. Well, thanks for having me, Tina. It's a pleasure to be on. So yeah, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Um, sure. I, I work for the YMCA and I'm a certified Live Strong um, coach. So the Live Strong Foundation um, and the YMCA have partnered for a program uh, to help cancer survivors through exercise. And um, it's certainly been a passion of mine to uh, work with the wellness initiatives at the Y and um, help people get back to feeling a little bit better. Yeah. And if people are not familiar with this program, um, you know, some people are in treatment and then some people are even post-treatment. Um, is that correct? Like you have to just be a cancer survivor. 
Uh, right. So you need um, the approval of your doctor to go. But we um, do have people in active treatment. We have people, could be 10, 15 years post-treatment. It's all good. Uh, and um, exercise works for everyone. Yes. And it was, it was a, I mean, for me, five years out, it was really eye-opening, though, just um, how it balances, you know, using strength training along with the cardio and then, like, balance. Um, I mean, I found it very, very rewarding, and it was great to see, like, such results because, obviously, I know we, you know, recorded um, everything at the beginning of our training, and then 12 weeks at the end of the program, it was nice to see, you know, such improvements. Right. That's probably the most rewarding thing for me, too, is to see um, how people are able to get their strength back. And so not only do we do the metrics on, um, we do some um, stamina work, too, to see um, what your stamina is before the course and after the course. Throughout the 12 weeks, um, we're working on improving strength and stamina. uh, But there's also other factors that kind of tie in, like um, how well you're sleeping, um, are you, like, how's your mood doing? And, and people don't always think that exercise can, can help with those, but um, it really does. Yeah, and I know I, I had seen improvements, too. I remember the survey that we took at the beginning and then at the end. Um, but, yeah, like, it really impacts the whole person, and I think that that's, you know, really great to see. Um, and I would love, I, I know that you're a cancer survivor as well. I mean, will uh-huh. you... Would you talk a little bit about that and maybe how it helps you, um, you know, just be more empathetic in your current role? Sure. So I never thought probably that I was going to be a wellness coach, personal trainer, live strong instructor, Um, but I have had some health issues and um, I've been in pain. I've been tired. I've had difficulties in life and um, it just has worked out where uh, exercise has really helped me um, to sort of recover. Um, it's, it kind of gets a little bit um, difficult to say, like, any one specific exercise did this and such, but exercise as a whole and being active um, really uh, it helps not only just physically, but to me mentally it kind of gets you back in the game. Um, too. And particularly with cancer treatment, my own cancer story, I just had a surgical intervention. Um, but it, lots of people that have gone through chemotherapy and radiation and um, other treatments um, sort of just expect efforts all over to go back to that same baseline where they were. Um, and it doesn't usually work like that. Um, you can get there. Uh, it just it doesn't just happen, though. You have to work for it. Um, and that's sort of been the process that I have gone through um, in my life of trying to regain my health. But you have to work for it. Yeah, agree. And I know, you know, you held us to, obviously, two sessions a week when we were going through it. Um, I think we were doing about 90 minutes, you know, combined of cardio and strength training. But is there kind of a recommendation that you have or the Y has or Livestrong has that, you would suggest for people kind of getting back, obviously, into exercise, like that you would see start to see some results? Right. So the Live Strong program is kind of a, a regimented program, like 
we um, try to introduce some cardiovascular work, sort of meet people where they are because everyone's going to be in different places stamina-wise and try to progress that over the 12 weeks. And like you said, it's um, twice a week um, that we meet and we hope people can come back a third time and see even more improvement when they do that. And also um, there's strength training components to it. Then again, we start with the large muscle groups and um, start working people up. Uh, and wait, and it's just sort of a slow progression, meeting people where they are. Some people might have limitations from surgery uh, or different issues um, that uh, they need to, and we try to tailor everything specifically for people if they need something different. Um, but our general recommendation is based off of what everyone's recommendation is for exercise. Um, we try to get people to do 150 minutes of moderate intensity exercise a week um, and include some resistance work. That's what the, the Live Strong program is based off of, um, which is based off of some very solid science. Um, you can just Google cancer and exercise and you'll get a whole bunch of, <laughs> of stuff back. <laughs> I did. Um, I did. And I have a few few facts for you, too. So. Oh, excellent. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's been shown to help prevent cancer occurring in the first place. But I think most importantly for people going through the Live Strong program, um, for several types of cancer, particularly breast cancer, exercise has been shown to um, reduce the chance of reoccurrence um, and have better outcomes. So that's very, very exciting to me. Yeah, and I was reading that there's actually a lot of there's a lot of new studies going into exercise. It used to be like you had to kind of, and I'm not saying you can't get, you have to get cleared from your doctor. Like you still obviously want your doctor involved in all of these conversations, but they're actually finding that some form of exercise during cancer treatments is actually helping people as well. And I think that that's kind of a new, um, I don't know, just like a new discussion that wasn't even brought up like when I was going through cancer, but they were saying basically as part of their treatment, if they could, you know, like prescribe some exercise. And again, it's very individual up to the person where they're at, but that would help them, you know, not only counteract some of the side effects, but also help them through um, the treatments as well. And I thought that that was really interesting. Yeah, exactly. It's an emerging area of research and um, so much so that they don't exactly know what processes exercise works through to help improve the incomes or outcomes out of um, the cancer treatment. Um, it, like if you go on cancer.gov, which is a wonderful resource, um, it could work through lowering insulin or estrogen or other growth factors. Um, it helps lower inflammation in the body and increase your immune system response. Um, it can alter um, the the time that your food takes to process through your GI tract. I mean, there's a whole bunch of, of factors that could contribute to it, and they're studying those right now. So um, hopefully in the next couple of years, we'll have even more information that um, we can target specific recommendations for cancer reoccurrence prevention. Yeah, and it was, I mean, it was amazing to me too. I know you talked about it a little bit during our classes, but the mood booster that you get too. And I think that that's one of the great things. Um, you know, you kind of know it, you know about this, you know, runner's high, you've maybe heard of that, but like the just overall general feeling of like having a mood boost, you know, like almost like a pill. It was, it was kind of amazing to see. Right. There's a fabulous book that um, I recommend to everyone. It's called Spark, the Revolutionary Science of Exercise and the Brain by Dr. John Rady. Um, and in it, he talks about how exercise does. It's, it's 
you're treating yourself like with the pill. Um, it helps calm you down and focuses you kind of like a dose of Prozac and a dose of Ritalin. Um, it literally changes uh, your brain chemistry. Um, so much so that regular exercisers, if they get injured and have to stop exercising, they can go into a clinical depression. Um, so it's a very real effect. Um, it does elevate your mood. Um, hopefully everyone that has had a, a good workout knows that feeling at the end of, of you're calm and you're a little bit tired, but you're um, happy and uh, ready to, to move on with things. So um, so that feeling of working things out in your workout, which is really good. Um, so, yeah, so not just the physical benefits, but um, the mental benefits um, in your brain. It really um, helps promote brain growth as well, too. So brain fog and chemo brain um, is a real thing. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, and that's one of the things that in our particular Livestrong class, people had talked about. They they wanted to um, help overcome. And exercise um, helps promote, it's called BDNF, brain-derived neurotropic factor. It's like miracle growth for your brain. Um, so it does help promote that. And exercise can also help um, strengthen the ties between the neurons in your brain. So you get new brain cells, and you can make them work better together with each other through just through exercise. You see why I love this lady? Like all these mad, <laughs> these mad, crazy facts that she would throw out. Now, give a little bit about your background because you do have a science background and I found it very, very intriguing. But I, I think for the listeners, it'd be interesting to know kind of your, your path of what you took to get to where you're at. Yes, I actually have a bachelor's and a master's degree in environmental engineering. I'm an engineer by training, and I worked as an engineer until I had my daughter. So engineers are about problem solving, and I think that's kind of the approach um, that I took to trying to help myself on a path to wellness. Uh, I was looking for tools to use to help solve that problem, uh, and it turns out exercise is a fabulous tool to use for that. So that's just sort of how I kind of shunted into that. I love that. And now, you know, Live Strong, it was, it was a great experience for me. So not only was it the exercise and, you know, all, all the cardio and all the, you know, stretching and all the, you know, physical elements, but it was really great to also be part of a group where no one's really judging each other and we're all supporting each other. And I think there's so much about, you know, the why too, which is also about the community, but just kind of the support system um, that's in place. And I've talked to so many other survivors too on Instagram. And, you know, anytime I posted a picture from Livestrong, I got messages like, I, I did it too. I loved it. You know, and it's really a positive kind of culture. If you want to talk to, you know, like what, what you've seen or any examples um, of like what you've witnessed, you know, the survivor kind of bonding. Well, since you mentioned the why, I, I love the why, so I'll, I'll talk about that first. Um, their slogan is, um, we're not just a gym, we're a cause. And the why is a, a nonprofit um, and with the sole mission of helping to promote wellness. So the why is there to promote wellness, which makes it a, a perfect partnership with the Livestrand Foundation, which... Uh, again, um, there's a big need with cancer survivorships uh, after you finish treatment, particularly like what do I do now? Um, and the Livestrong Foundation and the Y work together to to um, get this program out in the communities, which is free, by the way. I don't know if I've, I've mentioned that, but the Livestrong program is free. Um, so um, it's just a... 
um, gosh, a special experience to be with other cancer survivors. Um, and to me, I always say you're with other people who have gotten the call, you know, who have received that phone call mm-hmm. that, that said, hey, it's malignant. We have to do something about it. Um, and uh, you don't have to explain how that feels to anyone else in the room. Um, and they know how hard it is to get through that and get to the place. So it's good, I think, to be with other cancer survivors um, and just talk about how everyone got through it and encourage each other. It's a real good experience. That's great. And I was I was actually just recording a podcast last night with a bunch of other breast cancer podcasters. And one of the girls' um, podcast names is But You Don't Look Sick. And I think that that's a really interesting thing. And, um, you know, she got that comment a lot when she was going through cancer. And it's like, well, what's a cancer person supposed to look like, you know? But I do think that there's just this no judgment zone, you know, that you have with the other survivors. Um, I mean, I know in my class, we we really bonded. And, you know, it's various ages, various, you know, years out from treatment. But it was just really a fun experience and we all just kind of rallied around each other. And, and I think it's great, you know, we're still actually meeting up and doing things together. And I know some of the girls, well, they're better at it than me. I'm I'm more of a runner in my neighborhood, but they're (laughs) like still going to the Y and like meeting up for, you know, workouts together. And I just think that that's a testimony to not only, you know, how you instructed the class, but the program itself. Yeah. And I have worked with um, clients in wellness coaching that are cancer survivors, and they have told me they literally refrained from telling their friends that they had cancer because they didn't want to be known as the cancer lady, right? Or that it just it just defines how people interact with you once they know that. But in the Live Strong group, you don't have to worry about that. So it's a big relief um, to people to to have that common bond. So it's, it's a club you don't want to be in, but there are some nice people in it. Yes, we use that slogan. <laughs> we use that slogan a lot. Um, and I mean, I think it was you know, I don't want to say that you pushed us because you, you know, obviously weren't like being crazy on us, but it was this kind of like ramp up of activity over a course of 12 weeks, you know, so that we would see progress, hopefully, like at the end. And I think that that was really great for me, too. And I know I'd kind of always like, you know, I don't know, took either both, um, the flexibility part and um, strength training kind of just for granted. And it was amazing for me to see how it had impacted like my other parts of my life by adding those into my workout. Right. You don't know what you don't know, right? So until you try it, um, you're not sure how it will benefit you. But there's like a whole lot of research backing up that it's good to add in some strength training um, along with the cardio. And like you said, the Lift Strong program uh, is designed to sort of meet people where they are and help them work through the 12-week process at a pace that they can can go at. We try to increase weights that we use. We try to do some intervals with um, cardiovascular training or, or what have you, what people are are comfortable doing but the idea is progress we want to see progress and we want to um, be getting back towards a little bit closer to our goals um, for wellness um, which sort of brings me into um, you were talking about how the program gets you through like there's there's I, I like to call them rules, but they're more suggestions <laughs> uh, they were for rules. exercise <laughs> 
Uh, I think probably the most important um, suggestion would be um, find activities that you like and do them at a moderate intensity. And I know you heard me say this like a million times during the training, but moderate intensity exercises when your breathing changes a little bit. Um, it's called the first ventilary threshold. And um, you're not gasping for air, but you're not able to talk in complete paragraphs like I've been talking here. Um, so your breathing changes a little bit. You might break a light sweat but it's challenging, but pleasantly doable. Uh -huh. Okay, so yeah, we, moderate we intensity exercise. We did that a lot. Yes, I recall. <laughs> yes, challenging, but pleasantly doable. That's my phrase, right? So that's sort of um, the first thing is find something you like um, because you're going to want to stick with this like for a long, long, long time. Um, and uh, if you not don't necessarily have you know, a love affair with the treadmill or elliptical or what have you. Um, there's ways to make it more enjoyable, one of which is doing it in a group like Livestrong um, or friends with, with people you can talk with or you can uh, listen to a podcast uh, or an audio book or music, whatever helps you, or save your favorite Netflix show um, just for, for the exercise portion of it. So you can pair something a little bit more pleasurable with the exercise that you're doing at a moderate intensity. So that's like my first suggestion for any sort of um, exercise program that you're doing is find something you like and do it at a moderate intensity. Love that. And the second thing I would say is variety is the spice of life. So we try to do something different add things, um, change things up a lot throughout the um, program. Um, so when you're doing cardio, there's things that you can, you can change the pace, you can do intervals, you can add some incline if the machines that you're working with do that. Um, you basically want to try something different every time you come in because you always want to challenge your body. If something feels easy, it's not going to change your body and that's what you want. And with strength training, the same sort of thing applies. Like we want to see progress. We want to add weight um, as you go through the program. Um, not too much, but you want to see that, that weight increase. You can change the pacing. We did some of that. You Instead of um, going nice and slow out, nice and slow in, you can go fast, then slow. You can go slow, then fast. You can go super slow both ways. Um, we can change the intensity and do power for set. There's, there's a whole bag of tricks that you can go through to have variety in your strength training. But regardless, the goal is always to get to muscular fatigue with your strength training because that is the secret sauce right there. If you, if you can get your muscles to muscular fatigue, that's going to change how the muscle cells work metabolically. Um, and that's what we want. We want more stamina. Um, so to do that, getting your muscles to muscular fatigue in any of these variety of ways is, is our main goal for strength training. And so variety, variety is the spice of life there. Yes. And I think you described it well during class. Um, like if I paid you $100, maybe you could do one more for muscle fatigue, but you don't really want to do one more. Um. <laughs> right. Yeah. Fatigue is really hard to define for people. I mean, some people, I, I, I'm always amused because we, 
when we were doing the evaluations at the beginning, we say, okay, just standing here, are you fatigued? And almost everyone looks at you like, what are you saying? But no, some days, you know, it might be that way. Yes, just standing here is fatiguing enough to me, right? Um, so people define fatigue in different ways, but my favorite way of saying it is, yes, you're going to have to start bribing me with money to keep going. I could go, like I could do it but I need some serious incentive to do it. That's what we're trying to get to. And you'll see the biggest reward um, from that. So, And obviously it was, you know, really great to go to this, you know, why gym and work out there. But if people don't have, you know, gyms near them or have, you know, handy access to it, I loved also how you incorporated um, certain things that people could just do from home. So there was like, you know, these bands that we used. Um, one day we kind of worked at the you know, it was the track, but like, you know, you could imagine it like in your home, in your sub. And then we stopped and did planks and did different things. So, I mean, maybe speak a little bit about that, like just how there there are so many apps and exercise options available to you, even in your home that you don't have to go, you know, to the Y necessarily either. Right. So there, um, there's a lot of options um, for people if they can't get to a gym. Um, body weight exercises like we talked about and again just googling anything like that will get you a ton of a ton of responses there um, but any walking in your subdivision cardiovascular no one has to run if they don't want to run but just walking through your subdivision as long as you're doing it at that moderate intensity um, that's going to be the cardiovascular work that we're looking for um, and you can incorporate body weight exercises for the lower body the large muscles like doing squats or lunges and um, you can incorporate large muscle exercises for the upper body which would be like a modified push-up but you can do it an incline you don't have to be on the floor if you have stairs in your house you can use stairs to do a push-up or you can go from the knee um, and some sort of rows um, if you happen to have resistance bands or anything like that to do some rows and then that's hitting all the major muscles in your body um, which is what we're trying to do again to fatigue and again you know obviously if you're starting something new I would encourage you know talking to your doctor or you know trying to get someone a trainer for that first you know to at least get you started because I would say the Livestrong program is really really great and I think their goal by 2021 is to have a hundred and thousand participants which is you know an awesome goal and I think that there's so many survivors out there that may not know about this opportunity and that you get to experience it you know with other survivors and go through it and learn how to do it the right way and get sort of that individual you know action plan that you need for you at this moment you know in your recovery right that's that would be probably the best option if people can get to a Y or a live strong program at a place other than a Y um, with supervised interaction that would be the best of course you want to have everything cleared with your doctor um, and the live strong will have you do that like that's part of the process you need medical clearance to be in but so before you start anything for sure um, get clearance with your medical professional but I don't want people to think like if a gym is inaccessible to them or they can't do anything they do what you can uh, right so everyone hopefully can find a place to walk that's safe um, and and do your cardiovascular that way and all you need to do squats is a firm chair um, you can work on that again you want to google for videos for that there's a ton out there um, and I know it's hard um, it's hard to kind of get into that groove to start exercising especially if you've just been 
through a traumatic medical event. Um, but in my opinion, it's harder to not exercise. It's harder on your life um, to not recover your, your full abilities. Um, so it's, it's worthwhile to invest in yourself um, and the time that it takes to exercise. Yeah, agree. Another part of it too, um, like the whole balance thing, and and I had never thought about that before. But I know we did quite a few, you know, balance exercises, and a lot of those you can do like while you're at work, while you're standing. Um, but maybe just you know, what is the importance of balance, and what does that mean, and like how long do you kind of do these exercises, um, you know, in order to kind of see a difference. Sure. So balance can be improved just like any other aspect of fitness. Um, and generally working it in when you can. I We worked it in during every session, but if you're in line at the, at the shopping center or pumping gas or something, um, any place that you're safe and can catch yourself, just as simple as standing on one leg for up to 60 seconds and then switching legs and doing it on the other side. And also putting your feet one foot in front of the other's inline stance, like you're on a tight rope. Again, someplace safe, possibly a hallway um, would work like that. And if you practice doing that over and over again, there's a couple of different things that are going to happen because it's not just muscular strength um, that stops balance um, and people it's the reaction time from your brain to your muscles needs improved which strength training will help too um, so repeated practice of of putting yourself in a slightly challenging position for balance and working on it definitely I know I saw a lot of improvement myself over 12 weeks on balance it's something that you can work on and improve yeah, it was it was really fascinating to me, and I still do it sometimes when I'm like bored and <laughs> oh, good <laughs> waiting in line somewhere. I'm like, oh, I can do this, you know, while I'm waiting, and uh, you know, multitask. So it's great. Um, in terms of the wellness coach part of that, does does that kind of get into food and you know the dietary part? Do you do you incorporate that at all in any of your um, training with others? And yes, and wellness coaching, if people want to talk about new, um, nutrition. So I'm not a registered dietitian, so I cannot provide anyone with an eating plan, but we can definitely talk about um, how to steer your nutrition choices to help support your wellness goals. Um, and that's certainly something we see in, in wellness coaching a lot. The Livestrong program doesn't necessarily incorporate nutrition as part of the goals that there are all sorts of cancer support services that can can come into that too um mostly with um wellness coaching what we work on is sort of the psychological aspects um of what people are hoping to do um for example like with the live strong program or if you've recovered from a traumatic medical event um exercise is almost like couples therapy for you and your body um you've you've identified that there was a problem you've done steps to address it but in effective couples therapy one of the things that you can work on is focusing on building a future together um and that's something that a, a structured exercise program is, is targeting, right? You're trying to figure out how you're going to live with your body now and how you're going to uh, move forward. Um, you're, you want to have fun. You want to have an active life. Um, so you're, you're trying to train your body um, and your, your spirit kind of to go along together hand in hand from wherever you're at now forward. So it's a lot of, of just talking and getting comfortable about um, where you are now and where you want to go and what the plan is for that. 
I love that. And I know, you know, I experienced a lot like after, after my treatment, almost this feeling of, I don't know, just like not being connected to my body. And like, I I had almost like trust issues, you know, I had to learn to trust it. So I love that analogy of couples therapy, because I feel like we we definitely, my body and I, we we were having some issues, you know, for a while. And like, we had to kind of get on the same page and we had to learn to trust each other again. And, you know, I, I kind of felt like my body had let me down, you know, and, and it's, it's hard not to when you go through like a cancer diagnosis. And so I, I think that that's a great thing that, you know, there are so many psychological aspects too that you do have to kind of work through and trust and, and you know, it, small steps and at least an exercise program kind of helps you to move in that right direction. Right. So Tina, have you seen the movie The Princess Bride? Yes, I love that. Okay, so there's <laughs> a scene where they're bringing Wesley to Miracle Max um, because he's mostly dead, right? And they need a miracle. Um, and Miracle Max is, is scared in that scene. He he doesn't trust his own abilities. And the fabulous Carol Kane comes running out. She's like a liar um, and gets Miracle Max to help Wesley um, because mostly dead is slightly alive. Um, and depending on how rigorous your treatment was, you might really identify with that. Uh that statement (laughs) but the whole it makes me think of that scene because when she comes out and yells liar when miracle max is thinking he can't do it that's kind of what exercise does like you start working on this program and you said like you, you have to learn to trust your body again and um you're proving your doubts wrong mm-hmm. um, as you're doing it. Like you're, yeah, you have to to forge a new path forward um, and just say liar to all those doubts that you had. Like, will I ever be able to do what I what I want again? Will I be able to have a normal life, uh, whatever that is, uh, after treatment? So. Yeah, it it that whole scene really resonates with me, like where where Wesley gets revived. To me, that's what um, exercise can help people do. I love that. I'm gonna have to find that clip of that scene <laughs> and <laughs> and and put it on my social media when we when we go live. But um, I love that movie. It's such a great movie. Yeah, uh, was it like Buttercup or I don't know what their one line oh, what they said as you wish as you wish yes that's it i love that um so yeah that that was such a that's such a cute analogy i love that um i wanted to tell you too um recently i ran in the pink ribbon run and i think you know we talked about my goal um and my goal was to run and you know i i set a mental goal like so when i ran the 4 mile run last year i ran it in 38 minutes and this year i was like you know what i'm going to do cuz each year i've actually seen a 2 minute improvement and so this year i wanted to do it in 36 minutes which is a 9 minute mile which i'm not typically that fast like that takes effort for me mm-hmm. and so it was um you know i had the run this past weekend And I was like, you know, I could see the finish line. I could see the clock and it was 35, 20 something. I don't know. Like, you know, and I'm like so close and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I have to put this in like, you know, I already felt like I was sprinting, but I was like, I am Uh going to do this come hell or high water. I am crossing that damn finish line in 36 (laughs) minutes. And I did like, and you know, obviously there's a few seconds too, from when you start to when you finish, um, like for the chip to time out but um I did I ran a 950 yeah 
no, I'm sorry, an 855 mile. And like, Woo-hoo. that was my pace. And I was like, for me, that's amazing. And, and it feels like, Hey, I'm, I'm back, you know, like I'm back to where I was. And I even remember my oncologist telling me when I, you know, when he kind of gave me the clear to run again, like, Hey, you know, you, you know, yeah, you can run, you know, run a mile, like take it slow. He's like, but you may never, you know, have your full lung capacity back again. Like you just don't know, you know? And so like, you know, be easy on yourself, like, you know, love yourself kind of thing. But, um, it just kind of felt like I was back. Like, and it was just, you know, it was just an amazing experience. And I want to thank you for all oh, your yeah. hard work and effort. And like, you know, you, re- you really did motivate me and really helped me to see, you know, all the other aspects that go into training and how helpful they can be. I'm so happy to hear that about the race, Tina. That, but yay, yay. That just makes me very happy. Um, yeah, that's what that's what the program to me is all about is um, giving people a path forward. Um, so if, if anyone's sitting at home or wherever thinking, I don't know where to go from here, there is a, a path forward for you and your body, and you can can do fun things and achieve things, even like you just did that you haven't been able to do before. Yeah, it was it was such a great experience. And and I would say, you know, from the Live Strong program too, there were people of every activity level and you know, some people really just trying to, you know, get the strength to just do simple things and it was really great to see the progress that everybody made. I know when we looked at, you know, the end um and like our survey results of beginning to end, it was just really remarkable um, you know, some of the differences that people had, you know, just in in all their different metrics. It was great. Yeah, that's it's really rewarding to see that. And um I guess it 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 doesn't hit home for a lot of people that you can change your body until you see it happen and having the numbers right there. Now it does take time. Like that was a 12 week program. And ideally um, you'll continue to be really surprised by your strength gains as you keep going with that. But, but it does take time to get there, but it will happen. Well, I have a half marathon in the end of September. So the Fort for fitness and so I'm definitely renewing my Y membership, like coming, coming in and I'm going to get on it. I got to get on that strength training because it really, it, it, to me, it was the biggest, it was a game changer in terms of, you know, my, my outcome. Good. And I will be there to cheer you on at Woo-hoo. that half marathon. Yes, that'll be fun. <laughs> um, I mean, I think that's my main questions today. I know you you threw out some major, major muscle, um, crazy vocab. I love it. Um, <laughs> I always ask every guest, you know, what what is a Tina tip um, that you have? What is some advice you would give? You know, maybe it's, you know, from your cancer journey. Maybe it's what you see as, you know, you encounter a lot of other cancer survivors. But what kind of tip, you know, would you give would you give to people? I guess my tip would be fit in exercise wherever you can. Um, This whole time I've been talking to you, I'm riding my recumbent bike. I have a recumbent bike that's also a desk. That's amazing. (laughs) Literally, I've been exercising the whole time I've been talking to you. But (laughs) but wherever you can, you want to try to to work in things that are going to help you along your journey. So that's my tip. Fit it in where you can. Oh, my gosh. I need to, like... 
take you along with me everywhere because I, I swear you like know where to exercise like no matter where you go. I love it. You would be like if you're in the grocery store, if you're in the gas station, if you're if you're on a podcast phone call, you can do this. And I love it. Um, is there anything else you want to share or, you know, I mean, the Live Strong program is so great. You know, where can people find you know, that kind of information. Do you have any, you know, thing that you could share with others? Um, first, I would go and, and check online with the Livestrong Foundation and um, also any Ys that are near you. Not every Y can offer the Livestrong um, program, but many of them do. So that would be my two things. Check with the Livestrong Foundation online and um, get with a Y near you. And even if the Y um, is not offering a Livestrong program, we never turn anyone away for inability to pay membership dues. And they'll be happy to work with you where you are. That's so great. Thank you so much, Sue, for sharing all of your amazing, amazing exercise knowledge. I truly appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. My pleasure, Tina. Thank you. I want to give a special thanks to Nicholas Lay for producing my podcast, DJ Breast Cancer. And a shout out to Whirligig Photography for their amazing content for my website. And the band Roustabout for sharing their song with me, Pariah. A special thanks goes out to all of you listeners. Please leave a review on iTunes and let me know any feedback or any future stories. More information can be found on my website, www.djbreastcancer.org.